Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And welcome to the Lauren Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, for this week, I have two men. Um, the first guy is John Michael Higgins, who I know mainly from Pitch Perfect. He, um, I don't even remember his character's name, but he was like the guy with Elizabeth Banks who announced the whole thing and basically um, was like, he would make those comments like a total dickhead, but do it with like a straight face. He's just so amazing and so sarcastic. And um, yeah, so John Michael Higgins, uh, I learn in our interview that he actually goes by Michael Higgins uh, to his friends. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, he's on a new show. It's like a reality show. Uh, game, I don't want to say game show. It's like a sports show called Pickled. And it's where celebrities basically play pickleball. And it's hosted by Stephen Colbert. And um, yeah, he plays one of the commentators. Or he is one of the commentators. But um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, uh, it's, I'm at Lauren underscore interviews. I put in my story the other day that I was interviewing him. And like mid-interview, the rep, usually like sometimes the PR reps listen in just to make sure, you know, everything's kosher and whatever. But they were like, I I had called Stephen Colbert a dick. I said, you know, I kind of think he's a dick. So, and I don't even remember what I said after that. And they're like, um, how would you feel if, you know, somebody called the, the host of the show you were promoting a dick? And I was like, well, he is a dick. And it's my words, not, you know, not John Michael Higgins' words. I don't know. Is that bad? I feel like... I stand by what I said. I I don't like the way he acts on TV and I don't like whatever. That's my opinion. Anyway, um, whatever. I love John Michael Higgins. He is amazing. And oh, and then I have Rick Harrison from Pawn Shop. Obviously, everybody knows and loves Rick. And he is a lovely guy. I was I was struggling during our interview because I stayed out very late the night before because it was um, midterm election night. And I was just busy party hopping. and um, But you know what? I got through it, and I love Rick. And you can watch the new season of Pawn Stars now. That's what Rick was promoting. And I just really love talking to him. So, yes, uh, without further ado, let's start the interview with John Michael Higgins. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology. Meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. The stress and crowds of holiday shopping can put a damper on your holiday spirit. 
and you don't always find all the perfect gifts you're looking for. The Virginia Lotteries games make easy and tremendously fun gifts for all the adults in your life, even you. Spruce up your gift-giving game this holiday season with the Virginia Lottery. The Virginia Lottery's holiday scratchers are a gift any adult will love. Treat yourself to some winter wonderment and play the Lottery's holiday online instant games from anywhere in Virginia. Visit valottery.com slash holiday. Please gift responsibly. Lottery games are not for minors. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great now that I have you on the line. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm sorry. It, uh, we just got disconnected. I'm not sure right out. Oh, no, that's fine. I'm very used to that. So tell me, um, tell me where you're located. Are you L.A.? Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, it's so funny. I, um, you know, you appear to be just like your um announcing characters. You're very, you're very confident. Um, you're very funny. <laughs> but no, really, you are. I mean, I I've been, you know, I kind of did a little bit of research on you, kind of looking up what you've been doing. And um, your upcoming show, Pickled, I believe it is. Is that what it's called? Yes, pickled. Yes, yes. pickled. You do the commentary. So so tell me about this and about this show. Well, yeah, commentary is a strange, uh, you know, addition to my career. I didn't see it coming necessarily, <laughs> but I haven't really done real commentary. You know, like the commentary I do in uh, Pitch Perfect is not even to a, you know, like there's nothing in front of me that I'm watching. You know, they're shot at yeah. different times. So, right. <laughs> but, um, this, well, you fooled me. Uh, you fooled this, me, okay? I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. That's the magic of Hollywood. Uh, but this one's a, a slightly different job. It's actually a very surprising job because I was hired to do a sort of similar thing, you know, comedic mm -hmm. commentary. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, uh, it turned out to be kind of a real sporting event. You know, like CBS sent out their sports crew, not their comedy crew, to shoot yeah. this thing. Yeah. And oh, it was okay. pretty exciting, I have to say, you know, wow. I was really not expecting it. And there I was sort of doing comedy. I actually forgot to do comedy for a while because I was so ex the, the game was so exciting. It was like a real sporting Wait, event. So, so what? I sorry, think that's is, at some point a producer talked to my pickled is a game. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, pickleball. Pickleball. It's, and um, what what is that exactly? Sorry, I'm I'm sports uh, stupid. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pickleball is a sort of miniaturized uh, game uh, somewhere between ping pong and tennis. So it's somewhere between those two. It okay. turns out to be a big cultural phenomenon right now, and you actually get ready for it because it's coming down the tracks. It's it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, and okay. <laughs> um, it is a very fast-moving game. It used to be just for seniors, sort okay. of paddleball type thing. But now it's it's, it, the, the rules are very uh, kind of complicated and strict, and you need professionals to referee the thing. Oh. And, you know, I think CBS gave it to celebrities initially, but I think pretty soon it's not going to be celebrities. It's going to be professional athletes playing it on your on your television. Oh, so, you th <laughs> you know, is it like next for Olympics, like Olympic pickleball? <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe I actually I'm going to make a bet. I'm on your show right here. Yes. I can say there's a 75 percent chance that that the Olympics will be doing pickleball within oh the next gosh. ten years. Wow. Okay, that's that's pretty yeah. intense. Um, now which celebrity is is pretty good at pickleball that you witnessed? 
Well, strangely, you know, there are 16 celebrities playing, mm-hmm. and none of them embarrassed themselves, not one, uh, oh. uh, on the court. They were very good. Some of them were extremely good. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll drop a couple of the names, but they're by no means the only names uh, who okay. fall into that category. Uh, Will Ferrell, who is a natural, uh, quite a good tennis player in his private life. Okay. He, he always has been. And uh, so he was, he acquitted himself very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the real shocker was uh, Emma Watson, who, and from Harry Potter. Yeah. Who uh, is just a, a, a fantastic pickleball player, is the word. Fantastic. Wow. <laughs> and she I mean, was a pleasure. I feel like I could see yeah. that. Who She's is- like small and probably very thoughtful and intelligent about her game. She probably has just like strategies going on in her head at, to- like at all times. I could totally see that. Yep, that's her. That's her. Yeah. And she's a, a sort of gifted athlete. She was very uh, had a lot of uh, control. And, yeah, and and she's a smart player. That that's a really well. Yeah. That's a good way to describe her. What yes. you just said, and um, and many others too. I, Sugar Ray Leonard was out there. He's obviously a natural athlete. Uh, yes. Does it for a living. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's my age. He's not old. He's not young athlete anymore. But he was wonderful to watch. It was just okay. you know, it, it, there's just so many good players there, and and so much good. Uh, the sport play that it was, I was, you know, the they, uh, producer told me in my ear while I was working, like, Michael, make some jokes. I was <laughs> like, I forgot to do it. <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. You're like, oh shit, sorry. I was very, uh, I was very into oh, the yeah. scene right I'm now. I'm supposed to do jokes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, or, uh, you know. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Anyway, um, it's kind of surprising. You, you referred to yourself as Michael. You don't, you're not John Michael, or are you? You go by oh, Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a mistake. I I am John Michael Higgins uh, professionally, uh, but in my private life, uh, people call me Michael. I'm sorry. Really? Ooh, <laughs> I got the yeah. tea. I got the tea. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I Although, did. You know, it's interesting. I do a I do a game show, um, and uh, it's called America Says. It's on GSN Game Show Network. And, yes. Uh, yeah. When we were when we just started, I've been five seasons of this thing, and when we just started, it was a big question for me. I was like, "Well, I think I've never been a game show host either." And I was like, mm-hmm. "I think the contestants should call me Michael because I because it, it'll make the conversation better, and it'll make me more like I'm talking to someone in my life, Aww. and it'll be more interesting yeah. for the audience." Yeah. And so we had to train we trained the contestants to call me Michael, even though you know they announced her. In the beginning, it's like John Michael Higgins, and I run right. out on stage, and then and then every all the contestants call me Michael, and then we get all these emails and Twitter or whatever it is saying, "Why are you calling him Michael?" Yes, <laughs> I would think that get, too. I know it's very confusing to people. So, but I don't know. I think it was the right decision because it really relaxes me when people. Mm-hmm. Call me Michael. It's like my sister talking to me, you know. And yeah. I could say, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." I can say, yeah. Was it like something when you were a kid where you just stopped responding to John and you responded to Michael more? Like, how did you drop the John? It was not my doing. It was my parents. They they named me John Michael Higgins. I think they named me after Kennedy. It was yeah. you know, we were Irish Catholic, and that was a big deal at, at that time. Love it. Shows just how old I am. Um, but <laughs> the, but they never called me. John, they called me Michael. I think it's because my brother's name is Patrick, and in an Irish family, it's just Pat and Mike. Oh, and that's, that's what so funny. So, yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, well, this is great because I feel, I do feel like um, Pitch Perfect opened a lot of doors for you in the, the game show world. 
And just like, like I said, the announcer world, even though, like I said, or like you said, you were acting, you were so freaking good that I do feel like everyone's like, wait a minute, this guy would be so good to host this or host that. So you kind of went from like I actor wonder, to host. You might be right. Maybe that, maybe it was pitch perfect. I can't figure it out. I, I think can't. it I was. Mean, I, yeah. I think it was. Maybe. I yeah. mean, that's sort of what I do now. It's like you put on a tie and you stand there and you make jokes about people. It's a terrible job. Well, no, I mean, you also, your delivery is super, um, your delivery is super unique and it's super funny because you've got that, like, that dry delivery and the sarcastic, that's so funny, but you're also likable while you're being a dick. So I feel like that's, that's a really cool quality to have, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I yeah, I don't know. I it's a talent that I would never have guessed that I would be good at, you know, a likable dick, but there it is. I'll take No, it. I, I mean it. honestly, honestly, <laughs> Michael, I'm going to tell you like just I was going to say between us, uh, between us and my um all my freaking listeners, like I know the show that the pickled show is hosted by Stephen Colbert. I don't like him. I think he's a dick. I think he's obnoxious to watch, and I'm like, "You know what? He has his own late night show. He should take some lessons to you on or from you on how to be a dick, but how to be a likable dick. You can still poke fun at people. Just poke fun at everybody. Just like make fun of everybody equally, okay? Just don't pick out certain people. That's what bothers me. I just want everybody to be picked on fairly." <laughs> Um, well, that's interesting. It's sort yeah. of a, a you know an equal opportunity picker on. I think yes. that's interesting. Uh Yes. I mean, I don't know. Like there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of controversy just changed the subject about SNL this weekend. And, you know, it's, they're in this season where they had a lot of cast members leave. It's very transitional. And I love SNL. I I've uh -huh. always loved it throughout the, you know, the good and bad, but I'm watching it. And I'm like, this just, it's not funny when you're only picking on Herschel Walker and you've got John Fetterman. Like that's like the, for, to me, I'm like, this is this great opportunity, but what you, you don't, you only pick on Republicans. It's just weird. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm like, this is yeah, like John Fetterman is a target. Pick on him. <laughs> sure. It's like he's a public figure. I think, he, you know, if it's in the culture, it's, 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 uh, it's a target, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. when you, if you start making ch choices, you're basically more of a politician than a, than a sort of commentator or a comedian, I think. Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's, that's where I'm at, where I'm like, is SNL, like it's always, it's always leaned left, which is fine. I think it's hilarious, but they always did a good job of making fun of everybody. But this, I don't know if you have a chance, watch, watch Chappelle. Cause he was very funny. Like he was, he was great, but the sketches themselves, I was like, all right, now you guys are just you're too political for even for someone like me who loves all types of politics and all sides of politics. I was like, nah, you guys are annoying me. You're now you're just CNN. So. <laughs> well, that's interesting. You know, they, they, you know, it may change just the audience will tell them, you know, yeah. the audience, their audience will tell them that they yeah. always do. Audiences don't lie. You know? That's true. That's and I true. think, you know, as an actor, yeah, as an actor, I always liked getting in front of um, young, like uh, children audiences because okay. they are vicious they will tell you exactly what you're doing wrong all the time and they'll say it right out loud you know <laughs> and yes. I, I always yeah. like that you know and it's yes. really good for for um, for performers to have that sort of you know bracing corrective of what they're doing you know mm -hmm. so yes. I, always, I always welcome it Yes. No, I love that. John. I mean, Michael, I mean, oh God, sorry. <laughs> That's going to be really, really tough yeah, for me now. now but, I, um, no, you. I know, right? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I really, I am. I really am sorry. I, I wish it weren't the case, but there it is. No, I feel so special now that I can call you Michael. I'm, I'm super excited, but 
I am, um, I'm out of time, but I love talking to you so much. You're so lovely. And you're just so, um, you're exactly what I thought you would be like, which is so nice for me. You have no idea. Well, it's certainly nice for me. I really do appreciate uh, your lovely compliments. Yes, of yes. course, I've, you've made my day, and it has oh, only just started. Uh, good. But it also is a pleasure to be on your show, and I'll, I'll be on anytime you want. Oh, you're the sweetest. Thank you so much, John Michael Higgins. Okay, that was, I guess I'll call him Michael Higgins, but super fun, super nice guy. I, um, I, yeah, he just, I was lucky. I just, he was, he was very easy to talk to. Um. And yes, now let's go. I know that a lot of people love Rick Harrison, so that's why I put him last. So hopefully people would listen to this whole podcast and not just stop listening after Rick. So let's get to the interview with Pawn Stars, Rick Harrison. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. I'm so happy to hear that. I am a little hungover from election night, but that is okay, right? That is okay. <laughs> that's okay, yes. Yes, yes. To the best of us. yes, exactly. Last night was a, a, a very um, interesting, nail-biting night. But um, let's talk about you. I'm a big fan, Rick. I literally think that you're so funny and so smart. And I just love your whole attitude and sarcasm. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When you work at a pawn shop your whole life, you're going to be a little sarcastic. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Tell me about this new show, Pawn Stars Do America, which actually premieres tonight. Okay, uh, so back in the... Yeah, Wednesday on the History Channel. Yeah, we wrapped season 19 in uh, in April, and we were thinking we need to do something epic for like season 20. So mm. um, we can't, you know, uh, we started uh, rolling around some ideas. We talked about the Pawn Stars Roadshow for years. Okay. And, and then we just came up like, well, let's do something completely different, you know, just a, a different series, and we'll do uh, go around the country, do the Pawn Stars Roadshow, we'll, you know, rent out venues and, uh, uh, you know, have you know, advertise locally, and people can bring all their stuff, and it'll be fun. Yeah. And then I looked over, and I'm like, well, I'm going to be traveling with Beavis and Butthead, so that I changed the name <laughs> to, like, Pawn Stars to America. You kill me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, wait, you're killing me. So then what do we have to look forward to in this show? Why is it going to be different from the other seasons? Um, well, it's two hours long and then, you know, so I can talk a little bit more history about things when I buy them and uh, or when I look at them yeah. and, um, you know, I, I get to do local stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, it's stuff that's not, not going to come, come to Vegas. So it's, uh, you know, because people have stuff that, they, you know, they're not, you know, they don't even know what it is. They're just curious, right. yeah. you know, and they want to bring it to me, see what it is. They're not going to go to Vegas to ask me or something like that. So uh, <laughs> true. there's a lot of history. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of bizarro stuff. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, I get to work. With, I was on the road for four months with only eight days off with Chum wow. and Corey. That could wow. be, I'm so glad. You know what? I've decided that four months is the limit. Oh my gosh, I'm dying. I feel like you actually do. You deserve a medal for that. That's really, I mean, that's huge. Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh <laughs> it was an adventure. I, I had fun, I'll do it again. I'll definitely do it again. But like you God, would. Was, uh, some days okay. like, Yeah. Yeah, some there was twelve and sixteen hour days wrapped in there. So uh but it was um uh, Definitely fun. I got a lot of meet, uh, meet a lot of neat people. You know, I got to check out like local culture, local food, everything like that. So it was really fun. 
Yeah, that's so great. I love that when, you know, when I talk to someone like you who basically is like, my job is actually fun. I know I, you know, I talk a lot of shit about my coworkers, but it's kind of the whole shtick. Um, but no, that's super, super great. And I, you know, I think it's so cool that you were able to spot these fake items so quickly. I always found that to be so impressive. Um, I always think about Rick just kind of buying a fake bag to see if, you know, people would be able to tell what, what is like the telltale sign of a fake bag, like a fake Gucci or like a fake Prada. Oh, well, first, I mean, you just got to look at everything right. Is the zippers right? Is the, is the print right? But like, what do you the mean? Is, is the zipper right? The I, I don't even know what you mean by that. Like what a zipper is a zipper, right? I don't get it. No, no, no. A zipper's not a zipper. There's quality zippers and there's cheap zippers. Okay. Well, then how do you uh, tell the difference? Yeah. I just... <laughs> um, you just got to know what you're looking for. Like, uh, I mean, just like, you know, like you look at like the Gucci bag with like the, the gold strap on it, like and all the gold plating's wearing off and everything like that yeah. the third time they wore it. Uh, right, it's it's right. pretty, it's, it's not as hard as you think. You know, okay. just go from item to item. Is everything right? If everything's right, it's right. If there's one thing wrong, it's wrong. All right. All right. Um, that, you know, I, <laughs> that doesn't help me too much just because I really don't know what I'm looking for. Um, but I will, I'll forgive you on this. So, okay. If, if you were trapped in an elevator for, let's say four hours. Okay. It was four hours and all you had was just yourself and you're, let's say, uh, water. I'll give you water. And you could either choose okay. Corey or Chumley to be trapped in that elevator with you. Who do you choose and why? Okay, which level of Dante's hell do you want me to be at? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You tell me. Four hours, just water. No booze, no nothing. No food either. Oh, my gosh. Um, like, it's like... <laughs> Corey would bitch and complain the entire time, and Chum would just would just make fun of me and just just like uh, so. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Chum. Ah! At least he'll joke around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much, but I do. I do. I love. Uh, I love thinking about that situation. Which which level of hell that would be for you? Now, what uh, what was <laughs> What was your favorite city that you visited for um, the new Pawn Stars? Uh, probably Austin. Okay. I've never been there. Still never been there. Oh, no. I mean, it's just, it's, you go down 6th Street. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, like on a Friday night, mm. you're, in a, you're in a bar and you can barely hear the band because there's a band playing at the bar on both sides of you. Okay. I and mean, uh, there's so much live music everywhere. Um, you go down to 6th Street, it's a blast, especially Dirty 6th Street. Well, wow. There's, there's, Rick, there's so you're, street, you like 6th like, Street a lot. It's like, a mile, it's like a mile of bars. Oh, and, uh, okay. They call it 36, which is like a little more grimy part. That's mm. the funnest part. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm into that. Um, well, I mean, so you live in Vegas. We all, you know, we all know you for your show. But, like, what do you, what do, you do for fun? I mean, do you, I, I figure that you don't really hit the strip that much, but I don't know. No, I jump on my motorcycles and my off-road cars and go through the desert. Mm -hmm. And I go off-roading and uh, things like that. Uh, that. That's my big thing. I just go off, you know, I'm a just big car guy. I like to go off-roading and things like that. Uh, uh, 
yeah, that's basically my thing. And then I go, uh, you know, I have a ranch in Oregon that I love to go up there. And oh, I have cool. six kids, so uh, I'm always hanging out with them. They're all grown, oh. but like, uh, finally, I'm finally an empty nester. It's amazing. I'm a single guy living by myself. I have a quiet house. It's unbelievable. But you have six kids. I don't think I realized that, that you had six kids, but they're all grown now, you just mentioned. Yeah. Oh, wow. You must yeah. feel so... Yeah, that's just went off to college. Oh, uh, my uh, God. Congratulations. That's, like, such a big deal. That's amazing. They're all alive and well, and wow, good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> really, though, pat yourself on the back. Um, yeah, it's um, no, no. I, I, they're all doing great. Every all of them are doing good. It's um, but uh, six kids. It's a lot sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you think I have two, and it feels like twenty-five. Um, but my kids are, you know, they still need help wiping their ass sometimes. So it's a little different, I guess. Um, but all right, so you, you're a single guy, and you're telling me you don't hit those Vegas strip clubs? Oh, no, God, no, God, no. Okay, you know what? I mean, you walk into a strip club, yeah. and uh, I mean, like, I'm sure these girls are into, like, 57-year-old, bald, bald <laughs> overweight guys, yeah. I, I, for some reason, I'm just thinking, yeah. Okay, but Rick, you know what they you know what they're into? First of all, never underestimate your big dick energy. I don't want you to ever underestimate that. That is lesson number one. Lesson number two, um, <laughs> girls are into the green. You got the green, so you're good. <laughs> you're literally good now. So don't worry. Literally, those girls, yeah, they want one thing. So I wouldn't really, you know, I wouldn't overthink that whole thing. But do you go to the shooting range in Vegas a lot or not really? Um, you know, I like go out to the desert and shooting and every go to the shooting range every once in a while. Um, and, um, yeah, well, I got to go out to like uh, a special shooting range up way out in the desert out there. Because it's the only place to let me shoot my cannons. Oh, really? <laughs> Wait, are you being oh, no, serious? I gotta, yeah. I, yeah. What, what kind of cannons? Um, well, I just bought a, um, it's like a, 200 year old mortar shoots bowling, I shoot bowling balls out of it that's so fun wait I am doing <laughs> Vegas the wrong way man I'm doing it the wrong way I mean I so I've been a few times to Vegas and I have to say my husband and I we we drove about I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour off the strip to go to this um gun range but it was indoors I don't remember exactly where it was but I literally had so much fun I yeah. was like, this is like a cool part of Vegas that no one really talks about. When you sort of drive into the desert, I felt a little bit like the hangover. You know, I was like, this is kind of weird, whatever. But I ended up having a great time. And I feel like, yeah, next time I need to go, I need to go with you to go shoot those cannons. Well, there's places in Vegas where you can actually like, uh, and they charge a, a crazy amount of money, but you're on the desert and yeah. you can, you know, like drive around a World War II tank and shoot it. Oh my gosh. See, that is, that is so cool to me. I really do. I have a thing for history. I love history and just being able to experience something like that would just be so dope. I would love that. Ah, uh, I've always no, wanted. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I always wanted to go see your, your shop too, just because you guys always have the coolest stuff like ever. It's so cool. And I don't believe, I don't believe some of it sometimes. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, nah, that's fake. Sorry. That's fake. That's not real. <laughs> When it is, when you tell me it is, I still don't believe you. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can come to the shop. I have a, um, um, I have all kinds of weird stuff. I got a bunch of stuff from like the show there. I mean, like, I'm the only guy that I know of that has a NASA rocket engine. 
<laughs> wow, I'm so surprised. No, not. <laughs> obviously, obviously I can see that. Um, I mean, do you like, are you, do you ever get annoyed with everything? Like, do you ever just want to like go back to the way it was ever? Are you ever like, oh, I, I'm kind of sick of taking pictures and talking to people and I don't know. Well, um, so I just got like, we finished uh, Pawn Stars filming like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we've done a bunch of press and then um, starting tomorrow, I stopped shaving. So like uh, a month from now, <laughs> no one recognizes me. So I can do, do anything I want. I'll just grow a beard and like, uh, like, I just look like a homeless person. So you you really are fine. Like you you feel like after you shoot, after you press, like you get that break that maybe you need to sort of reset yourself. Um yeah, because I have a I have a little ranch in Oregon, like in the middle of nowhere up in Oregon. Like the closest town is a half hour away. There's no stoplight. Everyone in town knows me. You know, I just go yeah. hang out in the local bar with everybody. It just it's just Rick. Everyone knows who I am. That's and it's cool. weird, like because right on the one oh one. Every once in a while, a tourist will come in the bar and like, are you Rick from Pawn Stars? I'm like, nah, people tell me that all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. That would be really funny. I love that. Um, well, you know what, Rick, just to, to wrap things up, I always like to ask this. Is there anything that you just want people to know about you? Um, I'm just a normal guy. And um, I work with different epilepsy foundations all across the country. And I raise... I've raised millions of dollars for him. So uh, oh, wow. if you got a, a local charity that has anything to do with epilepsy, um, it's a charity that's way underfunded. So, you know, if you can't give him money, try and do something for him. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny you mentioned that. Um, I spoke last week with uh, the late Cameron Boyce's parents about this because he passed away. He was an actor. I don't know if you know him, but he was only 20 years old and he passed away from epilepsy. It's super sad. And, you know, his mom was basically telling me, like, you know, we didn't know it was this serious. We literally didn't freaking know because every time he had these seizures, they were in his sleep and it wasn't that big of a deal. So it was really heartbreaking to hear their story. So I am all about this, raising awareness around uh, epilepsy. Yeah, no, it, it, it happens all the time. Like uh, uh, you, could just, you could just pass away from it. I mean, it's an electrical short circuit in your brain um, and that it can do all kinds of weird things to your body. I mean, like if it's a short circuit and you know, the part of your brain that controls your heart, it'll just stop. And right. Um, right. there's been a lot of, lot of uh, advances in epilepsy and people, it's one of those, no one knows about it. It's one of those, it's like the last disease out there that, you know, there's a stigma attached to it. My, uh, I had epilepsy when I was a kid and I had to deal with it. So I, for years and years and years, um, I, have, I have the Pawn Stars poker run here in Vegas, which is um, a really popular event. Everybody in town knows about it, where I, I, I raise a crazy amount of money and I have a big poker run at the pawn shop. And uh, wow. that's that's my big thing is I um, do a lot of stuff for the uh, I'm working a lot with the Brett Huntley Foundation right now. They're great people. They spend the money right, and everything else like that, and they help out kids. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. Good for you, Rick. I was going to ask you what your connection was with epilepsy, but you answered my question. You suffered from it. So, um, wow, that's intense. But thank you so much for sharing. And I hope that anyone listening, you know, can look into this and and raise awareness or money. Rick, you're amazing. Okay. Look at you. Thank you. you. You sound pretty amazing yourself. Oh, Come. I love you. I cannot wait to watch the new season. Thank you so much. Okay, that is all for today. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. Um, follow me everywhere. Twitter. I'm Conlin underscore Lauren on TikTok. Lauren Conlin four. I shouted my Instagram, Lauren underscore interviews, and I love you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>